This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hello, and welcome back to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name's Brian Powell. And I'm Gene Casagrande. We're with Stability Partners. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, please give us a call at 832 559 8393. Or you can visit us online here at stabilityfinancialtalk.com to check out our past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, or any of the other wonderful podcast things out there. And don't hesitate to reach out to us with your questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. You know, Brian, regular listeners uh, of our show know that we, of course, talk a lot about retirement, right? And we're financial advisors, all right? That's what we do. Um, You know, in fact, I'd I'd venture to guess that if you went through our show archives. All 10 of them. Right. um, Well, you would find that retirement is mentioned more than any other subject, right? And so, so why is that? Well, uh, when it comes to personal finances, Getting ready for retirement, it, it really crosses generations and income brackets. Everybody right? retires. Of course, the court, that's right. And uh, at least that's the goal, right? So no matter where you live, whether it's it's here in the greater Houston area or where we are, or across the country or a world away, chances are retirement is something that you do think about, right? Yeah, you don't want to not retire for a lot of reasons. So. Sure. But... Uh, retiring you you don't want to think of it like you're having a terrible day at work you spill your coffee and you get crazy emails and your computer craps out and everything uh, those everybody wants to retire that day and, sure. and but um it's you don't want to have that be your notion of retirement you really want to have just leisurely time road trips having fun va- traveling vacations all that sort Gosh, of thing it'll be nice when we can do that again right yeah traveling what's that like yeah so you know with all of that in mind um we thought it would be wise idea to sort of spend some time today digging through some of the specific retirement savings tools like 401ks, IRAs, and some of the other similar options. Good stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, we do talk about retirement a lot. But, you know, like you said, why wouldn't we? Um, Financial strategy is one of the things we do to help people um, make their working years a little easier so they can have that goal out there. But the the bottom line is that's really what people are shooting at. So they're still trying to put kids through college, things like that. But retirement is the the, the goal, the crown jewel there. So right. um, I think we're going to spend today talking about some specific retirement savings tools. Um, and there's some people have heard of, and there's also versions of things that people have probably not heard of. So we're going to jump into that. Let's start with a look at individual savings tools for retirement, because Americans... Uh, um, 
not all Americans have access to employer-sponsored retirement savings plans for a variety of reasons. So we're going to look right now, first thing we'll, we'll talk about, let's talk about traditional IRAs or individual retirement accounts, which is something I'm sure many of our listeners at least have a passable understanding of, probably have one themselves. Sure. And, you know, I think traditional IRAs really are pretty common, Brian. And in, in terms of who is eligible for one, it's pretty wide open, right? Yeah, pretty much. And the, the easiest way to look at it basically is if you're earning um, taxable income, you can open up your own individual IRA. Sure. And if you're one of those folks who doesn't have retirement options through your employer or you're, or you're self-employed, and we'll talk about that in a second, uh, the contra- the contributions you make are often tax deductible. So the money you filter in your traditional IRA may be invested into various assets, you know, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, also known as ETFs. Uh, and all the money you make on earnings is tax deferred until you begin your withdrawals at a minimum age of 59 and a half. Uh, with, with some exceptions. Right? Yeah. And, and at that point, um, your distributions are simply taxed as regular income. And I always love how the, the government loves half years and all their ages. So everything. 59 and a half. 59 and a half. <laughs> you sound like a three-year-old. How old are you? I'm 59 and a half. <laughs> So anyway, but there there are contribution limits with traditional IRAs. Sure. Yes, there absolutely are. Um, In 2020, people are able to contribute up to $6,000 into a traditional IRA. But specifically, if you are 50 and older, you have an additional $1,000 catch up. So you can put in up to $7,000 in an IRA. Yeah, a lot of people don't necessarily know about the catch-up feature there. So that's one right. really- That's for just, 50 and older, okay. right? So the next thing we should really talk about is the Roth IRA. And if your annual income is below a certain threshold, a Roth IRA really may be something you might want to give some serious thought to. And while the money you put into a Roth IRA isn't immediately tax deductible, you use after-tax money for this, the great news is that you don't have to pay any income taxes on the gains or, you know, any of the withdrawals after you retire. So, you know, additionally, if you find yourself in a financial bind, you may be able to take out the money that you've put into a Roth IRA without getting hit with uh, um, tax penalties. Nasty. So, which means you can view a Roth IRA really as sort of an emergency fund if you need to. And I, I just recently learned, you know, I've been doing this for years and just recently learned that Roth is not actually an acronym. It's it's named after the bill sponsor. Right, so it sure. Was actually yeah. a, I, a, I knew that. A guy named Roth. I just, well, we, we have so many acronyms in this business. I just figured it stood for something. So, <laughs> right. but yeah, they do have an income threshold. It's important to note. So the amount you can earmark for on a Roth is dependent on your income. And you can only set up a Roth if you make less than uh, 139000 a year if you're single or 206000 if you're married filing jointly. Right. So uh, uh, Roths may be a great resource for a lot of our listeners, but I'd recommend, again, working with a financial services professional just because the rules of the road for Roths uh, can be a little tricky. Right. Um, so the next tool we really should talk about is the spousal IRA. Now, a spousal IRA is a strategy that married couples can implement to maybe increase their retirement funds using an IRA, right? This is one of the more commonly overlooked ones as well. Absolutely. So simply put, if one spouse doesn't work or earns a lot less money than the other spouse, 
then a spousal IRA may help you save some money for retirement. So the spouse who isn't working or earns less simply opens up a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA in their own name and then contributes money based on household income. And remember, you're otherwise limited to contributing how much you, not your household, make in a given year. The option to open another IRA and then contribute the yearly maximum may allow some married couples to essentially double their IRA retirement savings on an annual basis, sure. which is which is nice. Yep. So a, a spousal IRA sounds fairly straightforward, but it's again, you want to sit down with somebody that knows how to do these and discuss the pros and cons um, to make sure everything makes sense on that. Right, right. Another um, savings tool that really bears mentioning when it comes to retirement is a fixed annuity. So um, at its most basic level, an annuity is just simply a contract with an insurance company that may ultimately supplement your retirement savings. And we've done a um, podcast before on annuity, just specifically on annuities. There yeah, are, go back there to are, our, one of our older shows in there is about right. there, it's, the annuities really are a whole show in and of themselves. Sure, there are so many different types of annuities out there, um, but we really do like uh, fixed and even fixed indexed annuities. But fixed annuities are typically pretty easy for many people to understand. You They're know, really kind of like a CD, just your basic fixed annuity. That That's exactly right. It works very much like a CD where you have a stated rate and it's just issued by an insurance company as opposed to issued by a bank, right? Mm -hmm. So um, some of these may have a death benefit component in them, you know, as well. Different features like that. But they're really, the great thing about them, again, is that gains are tax deferred as opposed to a CD, where if you're in an after-tax account and your gains are taxed every year, as long as you have it in an annuity chassis, you're deferring the gains until you finally realize them. Right, right. that's, That's a good thing to note. But and one other thing is that they don't have the any IRS contribution caps or anything like that. So you can really invest as much as you want in a, an annuity that that makes sense for you. Sure. So yeah. so let's let's switch gears a little bit now from individual retirement tools for that you can do on your own and and talk about employer sponsored retirement options a little bit here because a lot of people think oh I just have a four hundred one k one flavor uh, but there's there's more pieces out there. Yeah, that the, there are. There's lots of different options. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest benefits that comes with working f- uh, for an employer, right, is the retirement sponsored programs that they often offer. Yeah. So one first option is, of course, is the traditional 401k. And most of you are pretty familiar with what makes this work. So, But for those who aren't, a traditional 401k allows the opportunity to contribute retirement savings with pre-tax dollars. And that means your money grows tax deferred and you don't pay taxes on your earnings until you retire and begin making withdrawals. And with a few exceptions, that once again is a 59 and a half. Yeah, sure. And, you know, people people sometimes wonder, well, what is 401k? How did they come up with that name? It just refers to that section of the Internal Revenue Code, Section 401k, that allows employees to contribute to their company-sponsored retirement plans with pre-tax dollars. Yeah, it's not a very sexy name. Right. Well, it is what it is. So, you know, many employers also um, incentivize participation by matching contributions up to a certain percentage of an employee's salary. So in 2020, the contribution maximum for a traditional 401k is $19,500 or 100% of your salary, whichever is less. 
And of course, if you're older than age 50, there's an additional catch-up contribution um, similar to what is available and to an IRA participant. But with the 401k, the catch-up is an extra $6,500. So um, employer contributions don't count with regard to that limit. That's an additional amount. And that's a great feature of 401ks that we referred to as the employee match. So a lot of times the employer will match a contribution in there and you that's what makes them so powerful. And you should at least put into a 401k enough to get the the company match because it's essentially free money. Yeah. If you're not at least taking advantage of the full company match, you are walking away from some free money. Now, some companies have suspended their match uh, during all the pandemic uh stuff that's going on right now so but we are seeing some of the matches come back so right that's good. so but but uh just follow up with your hr if that's happened to make sure once it turns on that you you've got it turned back on right right you know many employers are also offering a for a roth 401k option and then with this tool the money that you contribute you 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 have already paid tax on it which is different than a traditional 401k um and eventually, when you do take the money out, the withdrawals aren't taxable income to you. So you're using after-tax money. It's going to grow tax-free. And then when you take the money out, there's no taxes due. That's, that's really a great feature, if you, especially if you've got a long time um, to be contributing to these and a long time for the money to roll up. Or if you think that income taxes are going to increase down the road, which mm-hmm. a lot of people do. So, um, but uh, one unfortunate note is that employer match always just goes on to the traditional four hundred one k. It'd be great if it went on to the Roth, but it doesn't. So, right. But when it comes to making the call between a four hundred one k and a, a traditional four hundred one k and a Roth four hundred one k, you may just want to think about what your taxes are going to be like at their lowest. Um, and so if you think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket today, it might make sense to pay the taxes up front and, a, and do a Roth 401k or even a Roth IRA right. um, if you don't have an employer plan. But if you think that you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you're retired, a traditional 401k might be the better move for right now. Sure. So, so, so many of our strategies really come down to optimizing taxes. So don't forget that just because you're retired, taxes don't stop. Yeah. Yep. One of those things that you can always count on, right? Yeah. (laughs) So another retirement tool available to some people is the 457 plan. If you work for state or local government agency, uh, you may be able to utilize this type of a plan. And very much like a 401k, a 457 uh, lets you utilize pre-tax money and then the account is the grow it grows tax deferred until you start taking money out when you retire right now some 457 plans also have a Roth option that works just like a Roth 401k it's also a good idea to let's spend some time going over uh options for retirement savings if you own a small business or are otherwise self-employed and and a vast number of people fall into that category there was just a a 2019 Pew Research Center study that showed that I think something like 16 million Americans identify as self-employed and another 29 million or so uh, 
work for self-employed individuals. So in small businesses out there. So all told, you know, that's roughly 30% of the workforce out there that are either self-employed or in these um, self-employer owned companies. Right, right. And, you know, even though, uh, you know, those 45 million or so Americans that they're on their own for retirement, they do still have good options. So the first option for a small business owner who doesn't have other retirement savings options for their employees is a what's called a savings incentive match plan for employees. There's got to be an right? acronym there. There is. That's called a simple IRA. That's just what it stands for. Savings incentive match plan for employees. That's so easy to a, say. A simple IRA. <laughs> um, if you employ people through your small business, you can use this option to contribute to retirement accounts for your employees. But there but, are there's some some right, requirements there, you got to hit. Yeah, absolutely. This. You should be aware that your contributions have to meet one of two requirements. So you either match an employee's contribution dollar for dollar up to 3% uh, as a, at a minimum. So dollar for dollar up to 3% of their total compensation, or you can contribute a flat 2% of an employee's salary just for everybody who's eligible, even if they don't participate. Now with a simple IRA, your employees are immediately vested, which means they have complete ownership of the money that is in their accounts, both what they put in and what the company puts in. And, you know, in addition to being a, certainly a very good recruiting tool when it comes to hiring quality employees, your contributions are also tax deductible. So offering a simple IRA does seem like it would go a long way in helping yeah. you compete against some of the big boys, right? Yeah, to, For good to, talent. To, to keep staff and everything. And one thing uh, to talk about on vesting, um, sometimes the employee match on 401ks, to roll back to that a little bit, um, it takes, it's not immediately vested. So that's why a simple IRA is kind of nice because the the employee portion that's, or right. the employer portion that's put in is, is um immediately vested. Right. Well, investing again refers to ownership of money. So if you terminate employment, um, how much of the company contribution do you get to take with you? And it, it's a way to reward employees who right. stay with the company longer. Yeah, stay That's with the a smaller company. So, But another good option for small businesses is the Simplified Employee Pension or SEP plan. So a lot right. of people have heard of these out there because we, sure. we talk to people about these a lot. But and We have them for ourselves, yep. right? We're self-employed. So uh, a couple of um, gotchas on these, though. Business owners who have SEP plans must provide them to all of their employees who earn at least $600 per year in, in the business and have been employed with the business for at least three out of the last five years. And you've got to be at least 21 years old. So, right. so setting them up for yourself as the owner, you also have to include your employees out there. Right. And, but one of the things that makes SEP plans unique is that employees can't make contributions. Only the employer can. And so as of this year, 2020, you can contribute a maximum of 25% of an employee's salary or $57,000, whichever is less. So um, one one thing, again, to be aware of is if you're contributing to your own SEP, you have to provide that same percentage to all of your employees' SEPs. So um, right. this is really best if you're uh, self-employed and don't have any employees. Don't have any Make, employees, makes it a lot right. easier. Sure. And the contributions you make are, of course, tax deductible, right? 
and working with a financial advisor again is really the best way to to do this to trying to figure this stuff out or a uh, work with your tax professional as well because there are some nuances here to that you have to get right right you know and um we talk a lot about d- different types of strategies a, a payroll deduction ira is potentially a very good low cost option if you're a small business owner so with this one your employees establish IRAs with their preferred uh, financial institution and then authorize payroll deductions to fund those IRAs. And as the small business owner, all you need to do is deduct the employee's designated amount from their paycheck and then deposit it into their IRA. So the employee is the only one contributing to the account and there aren't any filing requirements for you. Mm, That's good. And another uh, option for if you're self-employed, you're just a a solo guy out there and you don't have any employees, something called a solo 401k might be the best option. So like with any 401k, when you open a solo 401k, you can have the choice between a solo 401k that's just traditional, or you can have a Roth solo 401k Right, so either pre-tax or after-tax. Right, the same same is like with the regular traditional 401 discussion we had earlier but the solo um, from there you make contributions as both the employer and the employee which means uh, because you're self-employed you can contribute more to this retirement account than the account than you can to any other because you're both company and employee right so as an employee you can contribute a maximum of nineteen thousand five hundred per year or twenty six thousand per year if you're 50 or older then as the employer you can also contribute up to 25% of your salary. So, but it's not, it's not unlimited, so you can't put a right, million right. dollars into of this Of course, thing. and of course, in 2020, your total contributions, both employer and employee, can't exceed $57,000 or $63,500 if you're 50 or older. Yeah, so the, the, we've kind of gone through a whole bunch of options for retirement tools, and, and the, these are... Definitely not all of them, but there's quite an exhaustive list of things out there. But you're really going to need some help and a guide to make it through all these options, no matter what your situation may be. So uh, just you're not limited to just uh, a couple of plans out there. There's a whole world of them. Right. So So if you have any questions, want to find out how, how some of these tools might fit into your financial strategy, I'd encourage you to visit our website at stabilitypartners.com or call our office 832 five five nine eight three nine three and um let us let us help you with that that that's what we do that's what we do yeah so i guess this concludes another episode of stability financial talk with gene and brian we've got another episode in the can here so my name is brian powell and i'm gene casagrande and we are stability partners so join us next week for another episode take care we'll talk to you soon bye-bye thank you for listening to stability financial talk don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.